0: Welcome into Duval Daily. I'm your host, Jordan DeLugo. The Jaguars, they are losers of four straight brutal games. But right now, we're going to take a look at the issues that have been plaguing the Jaguars in 2023 and talk about how you fix these issues moving forward. Uh, I think the Jaguars right now, they have myriad issues, and and I'm going to rank them. So I, I think, sure, the Jaguars can sneak into the playoffs, and if you do sneak into the playoffs by beating the Panthers and the Titans... Who knows what happens when you make the playoffs. The way the team is playing right now, you probably get booted in the first round, regardless of who you're playing in the AFC playoffs, because it's a tough conference, Uh, a conference that features a lot of teams that bring toughness and physicality, which the Jaguars, quite frankly, just have not been able to match. But hey, they get a little bit healthier. You never know how things work out, right? Still, even if that is the case, where the Jaguars sneak into the playoffs and they who knows, maybe they win a playoff game. There are still clear issues. There are still clear mistakes that were made this offseason. So we're going to dive into that stuff right now. Um, ranking these Jaguars issues in 2023. If you enjoy the content here, please like subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can also check out ginjag.com shop and pick up some new Duval gear. So I'm going to rank these top three issues and get into kind of the micro level issues within the issues as well. So for me, the, the biggest issue with the Jaguars in 2023 has been injuries. In 2023 specifically. Look, every team deals with injuries. Every team deals with injuries. But let's not forget that the Jaguars were 8-3 and three before their starting lineup on offense got completely ravaged. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been injured most of the year with different injuries. He's been dealing with an MCL sprain, he's been dealing with an ankle sprain, he's been dealing with concussion symptoms, concussion protocol, and now he has the the shoulder injury in his throwing arm. So yeah, Trevor Lawrence is banged up. He's been gutting it out. OT1, Cam Robinson has been injured a lot of the year. And when the Jaguars have had Cam Robinson, they've been very good. They've been much better on offense with Cam Robinson. Zay Jones, your wide receiver three, has missed most of the year or has not been healthy when he has been playing most of the year. Then you lose Christian Kirk, your most consistent wide receiver from the last two seasons. The receiver that Trevor Lawrence has the most chemistry with the guy that can attack the middle of the field more than anyone else. Your top cornerback, Tyson Campbell, he's been injured most of the year. And when he has been on the field has not been himself. I think that's very clear. This was a guy that was a a borderline elite young corner last year that due to injuries, in my opinion, has not been able to regain that form. Your top interior defensive lineman, Devon Hamilton, has not been himself this year, was not able to play a big chunk of the beginning of the season, again, due to health issues uh, that were completely out of his control. Your top safety, Andre Cisco has been battling injury. And I think over the last month or so, he has not been able to be himself, you know, dealing with injuries when he's been playing, when he is on the field. He's still not. 100% Andre Cisco, not the guy you saw earlier this year that was making plays on the ball every single game, right? So if those injuries don't happen or some of them don't happen, I think this team is probably not going to implode the way they did over the last month. I really do believe that. But that's not an excuse. That's the fact. There are other teams around the league that do withstand lots of injuries and do overcome them. You see it every year. Good teams are able to do that for the most part. The Jaguars have not been able to do that. And that leads me to my second point, talent. Talent is the second biggest issue the Jaguars have had this year. It is the largest issue from a macro organizational standpoint is talent evaluation and roster construction. There are too many areas where the talent is not good enough Or the depth is not good enough for the Jaguars to win consistently. Because the Jaguars have not won consistently over the last two years. They've gone on a couple huge runs, right? They've went on a huge run to finish 2022. They went on a big run in the middle of the 2023 season. And other than that, they've been average as grits. And in fact, less than average. So, you know, looking at the talent, right? Center. Obviously, that is a bet the Jaguars made and lost with Luke Fortner. It is not good. Left guard. There's been a revolving door there. The talent has not been good enough. It has not been performing. There's no alpha wide receiver on this roster. As much as I love Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley, neither of them is a true wide receiver one. Neither of them is a guy that opposing teams really have to game plan against, right? Not the way the offense is currently constructed. I think you need an alpha wide receiver one within this offense. The Jaguars made the bet that Calvin Ridley would be that. I thought he could be that too. I'm not the one that made the decision though. And, and it's turned out that it's more of a mixed bag. It's more of a situation where I think Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, each of them can be a great second piece in a passing offense, but I don't think either of them is that top flight piece that gets you over the top. None of them is a Jamar Chase, an A.J. Brown, et cetera, you know, these wide receivers that that lead their teams. So you made that bet and you lost it, right? Uh your interior defensive line is mid at best right now, and you're paying guys to be consistent starters. In Roy Robertson-Harris, who you extended. In Foley Kassi who you signed last year. In Devon Hamilton, who you extended. Again, I don't blame him for this situation this year. I think if he's able to have a fully healthy offseason, he's probably playing really good football for you right now. But you know, the other two pieces I think you whiffed on. The edge depth is awful, and everybody told you that all offseason. It's pathetic. I mean, beyond Josh Allen, there is not a consistent pass rusher on this football team. Yes, Trayvon Walker's sack numbers are really improving. Yes, he is improving as a player. But he is not a legitimate pass rusher still. Like, he is not winning on a down-to-down basis as a pass rusher. He's just not. I mean, look at the pass rush win rate. It's just not happening for him. The strong safety is okay, but probably overpaid. Not a consistent football player. You know, that's seven to eight spots right there where you made bets on your roster this year on just bringing guys back on standing pat, and they were they ended up being bad bets. When you're talking about that, that many miss, misses in a season, it's not going to work well for you. It's eventually going to catch up to you. Now, my third issue here with the Jaguars for the 2023 season has been offensive coaching the inability to scheme up runs is insane the communication issues between trevor and his receivers between the offensive linemen you know between the two guards just trying to help help the center out no matter the situation and then they end up not doing their job because they're trying to overcompensate kind of like what you saw last year with with Foya Lewick and trying to help out Devin Lloyd too much, the rookie who was starting and a little bit in over his head at times. And Devin Lloyd has rapidly improved this year. Not perfect. No no linebackers are going to be perfect in coverage, but Devin Lloyd has really improved a lot this year. But my point is you have an inability on offense for talented players to execute at their best. To me, that has to fall on offensive coaching a little bit. The inability to be disciplined pre-snap and post-snap Falls on coaching a bit. Obviously, you blame the players as well, but the coaches have got to get these guys more prepared. The inability to hone in on the details that make plays work on a down-to-down basis. Again, coaching has got to be better in that regard. Doug Peterson let this get out of hand, in my opinion, with Press Taylor calling the plays and seemingly losing control and losing sight of what makes this offense tick. It's got to be better coached on offense in 2024. And I think you can make an argument that the defense hasn't been super well coached this year. I think you can also make the argument that the talent issues on the defensive side of the ball have been much more glaring than the actual coaching and scheming up of these of this defense. As I said, you lose your top corner, you lose your top safety, you lose your top interior defensive lineman, you're not given any edge depth. Uh, I mean, these are issues that I think any defensive coordinator would struggle with. Uh, And I do think you've seen them have really good games against pretty good offenses on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm not ready to throw Mike Caldwell to the Wolves yet, uh, but uh, I think offensively this coaching job has clearly not been good enough. There's no question about that in my mind. I think you have got to move on from the general manager whose plan was to stand pat after going 9-8 and to draft double-digit backups in 2023. That's not team building in my opinion you know, to stick with like 20 of the same starters on a team that went nine and eight. I don't think that's team building. I don't think that that's seizing the opportunities in front of you. I don't think that that's making the most of the resources you have to build a roster. I think that's saying we're good. No, you're not good. I think you've got to upgrade the talent in certain areas, as we mentioned Next year, among starters and backups, contributors, etc. Obviously, Brandon McManus has not worked out the way they hoped. Don't know how that situation will be managed moving forward. Uh, I think you've got to make adjustments to this coaching staff. The offensive line, the run game, has been atrocious for most of the last two years. Um, I like Phil Rauscher a lot. I like Press Taylor a lot. Do changes need to be made there? I think Doug Peterson has the answers to those questions. If not, you know, if you're not willing to make these changes at general manager, at some of the offensive coaching spots, um, I don't think that you are a franchise heading in the right direction. Sure, maybe Trevor Lawrence can carry some healthy teams to the playoffs over the next several years. I would bet on him to be able to do that, even if you don't have a great roster around him a healthy Trevor Lawrence carrying a fairly healthy football team. But if you don't have accountability to say that this wasn't good enough this year from a talent and coaching standpoint, regardless of injuries, I don't think you deserve to grow. I don't think you deserve to thrive. And you're eventually going to run Trevor Lawrence into the ground the same way the Colts ran Andrew Luck into the ground. I mean, you're starting to see it this year a little bit. So I think what you're seeing in 2023 is a product of a team that, that can't handle key injuries because they don't have the overall talent on the roster to do so. I think the coaching is also partially to blame, especially on the offensive side of the ball, for what has happened over the last month or so. But at minimum, bare minimum, Trent Baalke needs to go. I argued it last year. I argued it two years ago. I never thought he should have been the GM in the first place. I hate blasting other people because this is another man. Like, this is another person. He has a family. You know, he's not just this nameless, faceless enigma in the front office. This is another person. I don't like blasting people. But his track record speaks for itself. The lack of coaches that were willing to work for him speak for itself. The lack of people around the league that were willing to vouch for him speaks for itself. You've got to move on. He screwed up the first pick in 2022. Love Trayvon Walker love the person, love the work ethic, he was not a top pick. Not anywhere close to it. Bottom line, he has drafted and signed a million off-ball linebackers while ignoring pass rush, while ignoring other needs. He has whiffed too many times. It's so over. It's got to be over. And so to me, that is the largest organizational issue, but that issue probably wouldn't have creeped up and, and reared its ugly head this year had the injuries not mounted the way they did. But maybe that's going to be a blessing in disguise long-term for the Jaguars because they've got to make changes. And I think if, if you can't see that, if you're Shad Khan, if you're Doug Peterson, with what's happened over the last month, and really when they were 8-3, and three, they were not playing great football. They still were not playing great football. They were playing very good defensively, uh, for the most part. The offense was still not executing the way it needed to, um, and now everything has come, you know, rushing in your face when it comes to the injuries, when it comes to the poor play, the lack of execution, seemingly the poor coaching on the offensive side of the ball, and it's it's here for you with a four-game losing streak. You're now, you know, floundering with two games left in the regular season. Yeah, you can go win these two games potentially, get right, feel better about yourself going into the playoffs, but it is clear that changes need to be made. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. If you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Jordan Delugo. Let me know what you think or drop a comment in the comment section below. If you want to support the channel further, you can check out genjag.com shop. Pick up some new Duval gear. Again, really appreciate y'all tuning in. Have a good one.